Hey there, welcome to Cageless, a conversation podcast about experiential wisdom and personal hope. I'm Jenny Johnson. I'm a writer and I'm asking experts, thought leaders, and my friends to share their knowledge and tools on how they found freedom. Hey, hi, hello, my friends. Coming to you live from Paris, France. Um, That still feels weird to say, honestly. (laughs) Have you ever gotten on a plane and then got off a plane and thought like there's there's no way that I can actually be as far from where I was like now there's just no way but we live in a world where jet fuel exists and there's magical things that can transport us into different places and I don't know I I have yet to lose that sense of wonder that wherever you go you are which is also like an entirely different entity of itself like you or is it entity in of itself entity in of itself I pronounced something wrong the other day on TikTok and someone corrected me so fast which I'm like wow what a great um writer I am someone that works in language and cannot pronounce things correctly but I won't beat myself up about it as I am learning a new language right now it is so important I think to have patience with yourself when it comes to literally learning a native tongue. And even if you aren't, you know, perfect at the language that you grew up speaking or your first language, it's also okay to like admit that you're wrong or like admit that you pronounce something incorrectly because like who's to say what's correct? (laughs) You can decide. No, that I don't think that that's true. But what I was saying was wherever you go, you are. Wherever you decide to be physically, the location doesn't really matter because you, yourself, and your soul, and your mind, and your thoughts, and all of your demons, and confusion, and good things, and bad things are going to be there with you. And as someone who I became hyper aware this week, as I am on the hunt for somewhere to permanently live, that I have been living out of a suitcase for almost a full year now. I left where I was living in California, or I decided to about a year ago. And since then, I have literally been (laughs) cageless. And I wrote in my journal the other day, like, wow, God, like, this is not ironic that I named a podcast cageless. And now I am truly realizing how much I have lived into that. I don't know why that didn't really click in my head, but God's a comedy writer. He's a really good writer in general, much better than I am. So whenever you find yourself in a certain place, I recognize in other people, the reflections and like parts of me that are healing and that are, and have already healed, which is cool because I think that you meet people in this life not by chance. I think that every single soul that you come across isn't an accident. When when you connect with another person, there's always something that you can learn. There's always something that you can reflect on. There's always something that you can be grateful for being in their presence, even if they kind of suck. Because I think that's the entirety, entirety of the human experience, you know? So I have realized that the more comfortable you are with yourself, the more comfortable you become with other people. And 
allowing other people into your circle or into your life, especially during transitional periods, is just a really potent mirror, something that you can look at straight in the eyes and and take accountability for. Or you can't because I have really reflected the past couple of weeks on relationships that have kind of been fostered in my life, especially in the past two or three years that I have chosen rather than them choosing me. So people that I grew up with or people that were my neighbors or people that I didn't have a choice to go to school with, you are allowed to filter those people out if they aren't attributing to your well-being and your growth. And for a long time, I think I felt really guilty about that, that I had this blind loyalty to people just because I felt like, oh, God set them in my life, the universe, circumstance. I I need to be really loyal to them. And I do think that there is a line of who do you choose to commit to before you choose to commit to yourself or to your morals. And I think that family is a completely different story, but you shouldn't be picking anyone over yourself. Like you shouldn't be just hanging on to a relationship just because you've known them for a long time or like your parents or friends or colleagues, like it would be good for their relationships, you know, the very like political social sphere of things. And that's something that I'm deeply unlearning. And you don't have to be committed to anyone but yourself and the values that you hold. And that's kind of scary because it puts you in a spot of openness. And I heard a quote from Glennon Doyle once that said, love can't exist within control. And I've thought about that a lot of how I've tried to control my body, how I've tried to control other people through like manipulation of, you know, you do something, you say something, you look a certain way, you speak a certain way, And you think, oh, well, like if I do this, then they'll like me. Or if I do this, that won't make them upset. And I don't want anyone to be mad at me. But like that's just you just have to recover from like being a people pleaser. Like you have to recover from putting others needs and wants in front of yours. If you want to live a free and happy, I don't I don't like the word happy because we all know that happiness is so fleeting. What is the the happiness formula is no, it's not happiness. It's satisfaction is what you have divided by what you want. And I think that with that comes so much gratitude and being able to sit and like, these are the people and the places and the things right now that I have, but like, I can't control them because you can't control anyone but yourself. So that does bring me to what I would like to talk about today. As I was on a walk a few days ago with my dog, where I think every piece of writing or stimulation or inspiration comes for me is on walks or runs, which I'm really trying to get back into running. I'm trying to make my body, not make my body, allow my body to build some strength and uh, muscle to be able to sustain running because that is a thing that I learned the hard way last time is whenever I was training for a marathon a couple of years ago, I was still pretty active in my eating disorder and I was not nourishing myself 
or seeking professional sporting athletic help to train for a marathon, which that's also like a completely different episode. But I am working right now on building muscle to be able to run, which I also think is kind of a um, metaphor for a lot of things in life. You you have to create a stable foundation in order to go on an endeavor or a different type of route that you haven't been on that might take more endurance, flexibility, strength. I love, I love metaphors and parables. <laughs> I think that's, well, amongst a lot of other reasons. I love that Jesus was someone that spoke in story because people seem to be much more um, willing to absorb and like learn in comparison. Um, so I just, I think that's cool. Anyway, I was walking with my dog and I was thinking about what does it look like to be taken care of as you're taking care of yourself? What does it look like to grow with other people, grow in other places as you are still healing and growing and learning things? And does it look like being open to experiences and hard lessons and choosing to stay or choosing to keep going. And I was talking to someone about how whenever you get to a certain age, it's when you begin to reflect on, oh, I'm hardening a little bit. I am becoming the the most of myself that I have been up to this point because you know the phrase, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, first of all, I don't know if that's true because I think that anyone who has a growth mindset and is willing to change can change with the serenity of God. And that is a hot, solid take that I will continue to believe until (laughs) maybe until I'm like 60 and I'm like, I don't want to learn anything anymore. But I'm 27 and I do think that the older that you get, the more you start to form solid opinions and you become really confident and you start to respect the things and not, you know, give in to imposter syndrome or changing your mind or not figuring out what you want because the older you get, the more experience you have. So I was particularly thinking about women and the way that since the beginning of time, women have been prodded and poked and bred to be mothers and wives and how we haven't had as much freedom as we do in any point of history. And now we have the capability to have our own money. We have the capability to continue to create opportunities and money for ourselves. And with money comes being able to sustain. It comes being able not to rely on men who for a long time were the only people that were allowed to. I was talking with my, a family member, I think it might've been my dad, about my great grandmother, that she didn't get a bank account even though she made money until she was like in her 30s, after she was married, after she had kids. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is crazy that a woman couldn't have a bank account until really not that long ago. Like I knew my great grandmother. I I met her. And the fact that she wasn't even granted the the privilege of having her own money for her own name 
is really crazy for my mind to be wrapped around because as a freelancer, as someone who I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to be educated and that I did choose to go through university and and obtain a degree, that doesn't necessarily mean that it helped me in my career. Yes, the connections that I made, yes, the people that I met did help, but I am a compilation of all of my circumstances, all of the talents I think that God gave me, all of the special skills to sustain myself. And by no means am I a bazillionaire or choose to want to invest in money that is going to make me um, a millionaire, bazillionaire, whatever, because I'm aware that whenever you hit a certain amount of money, it actually makes your life (laughs) not better. So like more money, more problems. But besides the point, I have just woken up to the fact of, wow, like being a freelancer, being an artist, being a woman, it's hard. And not knowing where your next paycheck is going to come from, not knowing if you are going to have to take a job that you really don't like or, you know, I'm I'm doing my best not to betray myself in any way, control my body, control my mind, control my work if I don't have to, if that makes sense. Not, not in the moral sense, but in the <laughs> free will sense. So as women, what does it look like to trust ourselves and trust our abilities to create a life that we deserve to live? What does it look like to not have to rely on men or other people or other institutions that push us towards leaving our values and boundaries? And what does it also look like to not compromise, but allow new experiences and allow new thoughts, allow new feelings. And I've been really pondering on Joe March because I've <laughs> I've never really fully identified with Joe. I've I've always felt a little bit more like Amy or maybe Marmy. Um but lately I've been thinking about her as Joe March is a Louisa May Alcott character in Little Women. If anyone has not read that book, I highly recommend and also watch the movie by Greta Gerwig. I've been thinking so much about movies lately and how much I miss making them and writing them. That's also a different tangent to go on. But Joe March has a monologue in The New Little Women, directed by Greta Gerwig, that goes, Women have minds and souls as well as hearts, ambition and talent as well as beauty, and I'm sick of being told that love is all a woman is fit for. But I am so lonely And I think about how it's been the promise of our society that love from a spouse for women is what is supposed to create your sustainable reality. And it's the thing that's going to make you the happiest and feel the safest when really I think we should all feel safe in ourselves. We should feel safe in the art that we make and the friendships that we make, and the love that we give and the love that we take without feeling guilty or confused or like it's going to be fleeting and we will not have it anymore. Because at the end of the day, you don't have anyone 
you don't get to hold on to anyone so tightly that they can't leave. Otherwise, that it, it, it isn't love. And I've watched that in other relationships and it's not something that I think that I want. I would like my love to be a consistent choice because the faith that I practice wouldn't exist if love wasn't a choice. So kind of relearning that and revisiting what it looks like in different cultures because also watching French people date and love and care about their friends and their family and their careers and their spiritual life has been fascinating to me. And I have not been so enthralled and excited to learn and understand other people because I also think that love is understanding. I want to say that that's like maybe a, a Buddhism, maybe Hinduism derivative. Like I think that someone from one of those two said that, but I will have to look back and let you know because I do think that love is understanding and love is not something that you can control and love is patient and that's also a huge, huge hoop that I have been jumping through over and over and over again because it's not a lesson that I've learned yet. And I think that God presents lessons until you do learn them. <laughs> and usually he's really sweet about them. And I, at least in my experience, have noted that, wow, like that really hurt or that was really awful and felt terrible and painful, but it was the nicest possible way, the best possible way, the perfect, most perfect way I could have learned a lesson is the way that it happens when I choose to live in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Self-control is also a really hard one for me, but patience and love and control and understanding are all things that I'm still grappling with. And I would love to know what you guys are grappling with. And I'm, I'm always posting questions on my Instagram story or sharing on my TikTok things that I don't understand or that I'm starting to understand. So please always chime in. Please send me an email or a message because I love talking about these kind of things. It's the only thing I like talking about because <laughs> I'm trying to get better at talking about the weather and like small talk <laughs> because it's really hard to make new friends when you're like, hi, how's your heart? <laughs> or like, hi, tell me your whole life story and everything that you've ever struggled with and all the things that you love. But that's just what makes me me. And I don't hate that about myself. I don't criticize that about myself like I used to because I think that everyone plays a, a perfect role when they fully play themselves in the blueprint of the universe. God made you perfectly the way that you are and you should not try to fit into the mold or personality of someone else. So this this being said, it is helpful to be able to be light and happy and well, not not that deep things can't be happy, but it helps to be surface level because sometimes I get in a little too deep and I say, okay, Jenny, let's, uh, let's, let's get ourselves out of this like deep existential hole <laughs> because everything is good. Everything in life can be happy. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, I think in Ecclesiastes, it's, it's put really, really well that 
there is a time for everything and a season for everything. Um, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. I love that one. I think that all the work that we do and all the things that we feel here on earth are fleeting. If you allow yourself to be present in them, that's where you're going to live and that's where you're going to be the happiest. I will use that word now is that being aware of your circumstances and what you have in the season that you have attributes to your well-being in my personal opinion. So be present, my friends, today. I hope that where you are is sunny. Where I am is not sunny. And (laughs) I wish that it were, but that's okay because we learn in every season. Winter in Paris is a new everything for me as a girl who's been living in California, in Texas for most of her life. So we allow new seasons to come and we're grateful for them, even when they're hard. And I am learning patience. What are you learning this week? Let me know. I would also like to just say thank you to the person that's listening to this right now. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope that even if this is your very first episode to listen to, that you feel a little less alone in all of my grapplings and ramblings. And I don't like to call myself a cultural critic. I like to call myself an analyzer. The same thing I do with food and restaurants and all of the things that I write about. I never want to be a food critic. I never want to be a cultural cultural critic because I think that criticism doesn't have to be present, actually. I think that you can analyze everything and then just take what is good and leave the rest. So chew the meat, spit out the bones, and... Like I said, thank you for listening. And if you want to continue to support the life of Cageless, you can go to our Patreon, which will be in the show notes. And yeah, I am really excited to continue creating content for you guys. And last week's episode was about bread. And I'm really, really pumped to put out a guide on bread and what different critics do say about different bakeries and places that put out bread here in France. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back to it, listen to it, and let me know what you think. And I love you. I think that was number two. And I like to do three. So I love you. That's three. Have a great week. Have a great day. Have a great night. Bon nuit is good night in French. Have a good life. Be present. I love you. That's four times. Okay. Bye.